do you feel? It's the pull of history rushing to meet us. This is where history and destiny collide. We're hurtling towards our destinies. Even now, the time stream strains to divert itself. The future is reshuffling itself to accommodate your monumental decision. This is where we restore ourselves. This is where we reclaim our intended destinies. It's all laid out for you, I'm not asking to trust me. Your truths are for you to discover alone. <laughs> There's a third option. A monumental secret hidden in your very presence here. But it's a secret you have to discover for yourself. It's all laid out for you here. Hour number two, right here on Beyond the Veil, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Mr. Seven Bomar is rejoining us. Secretenergy.com is the website, astralquest.com as well, and I'm sure there's others too. It's been a while since I've touched bases with Seven or Savon. Um, I'm still going to call him Seven though. Even though I, I mispronounced his name for like several years and he never told me. <laughs> so yeah, I know. That's the kind of gentleman that he is. Yeah. But uh, we've had him on many, many times before, but I think it's been since January of 2016, maybe even further back that we've spoken to him. So I know that every time we have him on, it's always just completely groundbreaking and we get into ideas that uh, take a little while for some people to catch up to. But when they do, then all of a sudden that, that spark and that light just ignites and you start leveling up and leveling up. So tonight we are going to level up right here on Beyond the Veil. Seven, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing amazing, Chris. Excellent. What is going on with you? Am I coming through clear? Loud and clear. It has been a while since we've spoken to you. What have you been up to? Man, we went quantum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I know y'all two have been doing your thing, and, and it's been lovely. And, and likewise, I've been just really, really expanding over here. And, man, I've been meaning to get on the show. You know, you, you know, you got to give me a little heads up because, you know, when you're moving quantum, they hit that break is you know, I need at least, you know, two weeks out. But I've been wanting to get on the show and really, really not only thank you two for, you know, just being here and being present, you know, just to have this going on and seeing this is I know it's been quite a few years for you, but just in, in our whole meeting, it's been at least four years. And, you know, with classics like the key maker and, and stuff like that, all coming from the truth frequency, of course, I'm, I'm happy to be checking into a, my home away from home. Oh, dude, that Keymaker series was awesome. And when you couldn't do it anymore, I was like really brokenhearted. I was like, did we well, do something actually, to offend Seven or something? But No way, no way. You know, it kind of left, it's kind of like when you got a really great movie and then you leave it off at that point where everyone's like, where's Keymaker 2? I still get emails, it's coming. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it was a specific series and we went in there and each of those episodes are about something amazing and it's just always going to get spin. It's like just one of those things when people come into the Keymaker series and they're going through it because I was also going through a special time in my life at that point that they, they it really quickens them. And, you know, obviously true frequency is a major part of that. So, you know, I have a tendency anytime I it, make a quantum leak like what happened after the Keymaker is just to, you know, chill off of things for a moment and sit back and observe 
And, you know, I, I, I kind of got a funny way to come into this. I have this little bitty worm that I look at under the microscope from time to time. And this guy, you cannot see at all with your physical eyes. And it's just something I found on a, a spore of some pollen. And I checked in on him today and he's now got some kind of her and it's got some kind of weaving and, you know, stuff going on. So I guess it's about to become something, but it's still microscopic. So I'm interested in what the next phase is. There is a whole world down there that (laughs) is, I mean, I I, I never realized this until I started looking at images from microscopes. And these things are like, I I mean, there was one picture that looked like cattle or looked like a big cow or something like that. It had claws, (laughs) it had a mouth, it had teeth. And it makes you wonder. Are we also quantum and are we existing maybe on a cell inside an even larger body? Man, that's exactly where I go with it is, you know, just knowing that he's being observed and has no clue except for when the light turns on that something's happening. It's so, too, it's that same thing on our other parallels that are, you know, if we want to stay more vast than the one that we're existing in now. That would just, you know, be what day of the week you caught us on, I guess, because some of us are going quantum every single. Well, I won't say every single day, but enough days out of the week to get out of this body and and to really experience ourselves if we truly are. But then as we truly are, come into this again with that power and that potential and show how we can continue to be that bridge, not create the bridge, but be the bridge. Right. As above, so below. For sure. Yep. So where are you going to take us this evening? I, I know that the notes said um, ultimate bandwidth, interdimensional travels, and what it reveals. So I guess ultimate bandwidth, that sounds like a huge consciousness stream right there that we're not really tapping into and not really tapping into our full potential. So take us away on how we can unlock the ultimate bandwidth. For sure, for sure. Well, you know, it's a good analogy for this. If you call your mom and let's say, for instance, she's just getting her Internet installed and she's just really getting into it. Maybe it could be grandma in this case. You know, grandma may have the the, the basic plan. You know, she's not going to go order the big bandwidth right away because she doesn't have any use for it. So give me the cheapest one. So, you know, they may give her 1K or 2K up and 60K down or something like that. And the issue is, is that even if you have a satellite T1 over at your house. It doesn't matter if you call grandma based on her internet connection, that's going to be the throughput. So as far as if we make this simple for people, when you call somebody on Skype and they don't have a good connection, it doesn't matter how good your connection is. It's just going to sound like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we've all experienced that. So, oh, I deal with the hosts all the time. I tell men, guys, you got to get better bandwidth. <laughs> you have no idea how much. Clean the connection Chris up, deals man. Dang. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, in, in that tense, actually, there's even a tool for that now that it records on both ends. So, it keeps those kind of problems from happening. <laughs> it's called uh, Zencaster. Ah, <laughs> but you know, it's just something that just uses a software to get going in the background. But anyway, the analogy of this is surrounded by just realizing for one moment. That if we turn up our bandwidth, then we'll be able to connect with and the names are endless. Actually, this is a nameless being. So we can call it limitless. We can call it the Zen. We can call it maximum potential. We can call it ascension. I think English has probably created quite a few words that actually get us a little bit closer to it, but are not it because those are just words. We want a feeling now. And to get into that feeling, I, I understand it as this way. I understand it that. It's not that the system is smart. It's just it dumbs down society. 
And that's what you're dealing with, that the level of education, like if a metaphysical person after being a metaphysic just studied electronics, like actually how circuits work, or just studied really anything that has a mastery level to it in this world, they would find the parallel. Because truly the, the, world, the wheel has not been reinvented. And what that parallel will do is it will give you other integers to look for when you're looking to decipher something. So one of the things that I've been looking at, you know, I've been digging deep into creating now. That's why I haven't been on the mic much because I've been really using my creativity as the throughput and really getting myself more into inventions. And now that I've been having to construct certain things, I've had to learn quite a few different things. And especially for my adaptations, which, of course, is to drive unlimited energetic potential into the human being in harmony. I've started looking into deeper things like metamaterials. And just to give a brief synopsis of this, it's just basically if you were to find a construction uh, in nature, you would you can go into the microscope and you can see that there's geometry associated with many of the the trees, the plants, the liquid. I mean, this is like micro geometry. It's not the same stuff as what you would see even in this uh, what they call it sacred geometry with the hexagons and all these different things. It's it's a different kind of geometry. It's and when you look at this geometry. What I've come to discover and by what I've read and what I've come to understand with connecting with metaphysics is that every single thing has this pattern in its very core and its very fiber. And that pattern, based on how perfected it is, which we can call it our frequency, it determines our decay cycle. And this is an important word to remember. The decay cycle is basically when something there's a calculation that needs to be determined to determine how long can something really live and how fast is it dying such as cats right cats have a different lifespan than us dogs have a different lifespan trees have a different lifespan so that could be called the decay cycle so what was basically discovered is is that if you can perfect that frequency and field they've also done this with certain applications you get uh what would be uh a frequency connection or a metaphysical connection that literally has infinite bandwidth because it has no decay cycle. So let's explain this infinite bandwidth very briefly to simplify this. Like I said, once more, infinite bandwidth means just like in your house, you got, let's say, your cordless phone at 9,600 megahertz. You have your Wi-Fi at 5 gigahertz or 2.6 gigahertz. So what do all these frequency numbers mean? What they mean is, is basically those are the wavelengths that they can travel on. And once it gets out of that wavelength and out of that distance, then it can't connect. So this is the same thing that happens with us in our oversoul, that when we get our own metamaterial, our own antenna shape imperfected, we have like a, a bandwidth, if you're going on on our end, to where we can't receive the total connection of ourselves. Now, the interesting thing is, is that when you want to learn who you are, you can look to what I know as the real matrix. Now, this is important to differentiate because the fake matrix is what's been constructed around us with cities using sacred geometry and all this kind of stuff. That builds a fake matrix. But the real matrix is that is what you see exhibited in nature. And what nature's diagram shows us is basically a finite template of the great wheel. But every single part in it, you belong to it. But if you ever want to know where your peak is, your pinnacle, the, the focal point, as it's called, it's at the tip of the sun. So this is actually a space that you can inhabit at the tip of the sun, which means you're experiencing as the sun is going through you as yourself, not a man, 
not a woman, but a completely uh, unified being. As you're speeding through these existences, how you're experiencing everything is in the moment. Have you ever just been in the moment having a great time and not reflecting on things and wondering about things? Oh, yeah. So it seems like that. <laughs> yeah, that moment is you start to get so encompassed in that moment that past and future no longer exist. Exactly. Exactly. So the person who can't let go of that past or wondering and future and all of that, they can't even be present, right? So they can't actually be in the moment. So they can't harness the energy there. But when we allow ourselves to do that, I call it getting out of the way of yourself. When we allow ourselves to do that, now you're able to harness the potential of this Basically, you can't even divide it. I can explain this to you very simply. What happens is, is that when we experience something for the first time, we first catch it as a feeling. And then what happens directly after that, sometimes too fast for us to, to realize, is we start to try to associate that feeling with something. And this is where the programming begins, because now we must associate that feeling. We must now save it into memory is basically what we're doing. We now must convert this into some kind of memory. So to do that, we need some kind of building blocks to go by. Now, when you look at a computer, that's all a computer memory is. It's a sequence of zeros and ones. So what we do then is we go into these different judgments that allow us to begin. Judgments is just saying it's this and not that. We go into all these different judgments in order to categorize things properly. And this is how we store things in our memories. And so what happens is, is that now when something's in memory, it's like it's now been bought into density because this is now why you get stories attached to feelings. Like somebody could say, well, you know what? That tastes just like the time I was. And that reminded me of the time I was. And now they're associating their present moment with things that have happened in the past. Just like uh, uh, as a, a wise man says that you live life forward, but you understand it backwards. And this is because, you know, you think about it. Most of the things you've come to understand, you've done it because you've had to reflect on the past. So what this is all leading to is it's leading to the actual real vivid, not only template visualization, also true potential in this vision of where you actually can be in a space that has no possessions because you're vibrating too fast. It has no limitations. You're forever young. It has unlimited potential because everything is in that moment. And in this space, as I say, there's no sunset for the sun. This is actually where you exist already. But when you take a moment to reflect, which we all do, it's a habit. When we take a moment to reflect and we look back at something and say, you remember grandma, remember great, great grandma when she used to, or remember Michael Jackson when he used to. Once we do that, it's literally like, because you're the Lord of your own life, you're the captain of your own ship, you're the master. You for one moment, take a look behind and you turn because you are the ship. You turn the entire ship around for that moment. And when you do that, because you now send all your force back into that past and back into that moment in order to recall that memory, that is the reality that you're actually living in. That is how one inserts themselves into the matrix. And now, of course, in the matrix, because now all the memories, which would be like stardust, this would be like seeing then that the, the exhaust from this sun is the stardust 
or the planets or the memories that come after the initial experience. Like when you had that one massive time, now you need to now kind of construct that somehow to put it in your memories. You get where I'm coming from. So what we can do is we can then go back into our memories and then begin to animate, reanimate and live in our memories. And this is the space that most people participate in now. Obviously, if they knew that it was more of like that, then they would sometimes oscillate between both positions, which is being at the tip, ah, experience the full on thing, and then coming back into the memories to prepare themselves for if they want to end incarnations, then stay into the potential of being the prime mover. Or for those, you see, it's maximum potential here. The only way one can get to it is first that they need to agree that not one of those is the right one or the wrong one. Because you see what can happen here right away is the person says, yeah, that's exactly what they are keeping me from. That's exactly why. And then they'll pile in a bunch of the memories to try to determine what's happening to them. And in that, they become disempowered in a physical plane. Now, the issue with that is, is because you really would want to come in here as a sovereign. That's why sovereign has soul. Sovereign has a soul in the front of it. You want to remain a son. But if you happen to go into some kind of debt or some kind of belief rather than a knowing, then you would actually then plunge yourself into this system to where it's almost like it could be like Stockholm syndrome. You would literally be being controlled by other machinations that were shadows and reflections of you and collective memories between others and all these kind of things. And you would forget that you actually are normally on the peak. You're normally on the tip. You're always forever young. And so this is what happens. Now, this is why a lot of people like to believe in angels, because what happens is, is any space that you are, any space that you come from, there will always be a placeholder there for you. So if you move yourself out of the solar position to now take on a life on Earth as your primary consciousness, it doesn't mean that something is not still in the place, if you may, another version of yourself in the place of the prime mover. So what has to happen now is actually a juxtaposition, a point where you switch places. And this is like literally saying that, hey, I'm coming back in for charging. I've been down here in the, in the physical for a little bit too long. I'm coming back to the point. So this and this is also where all the resistance comes from. The resistance actually comes from ourselves, because what happens is, is that now that if you're to change position, something's got to move out of the way. So this is now the battle between what is called in, uh, in the ancient knowledge is the egregor. That basically the egregor is the identity of even what they would call the archons in many tenses, that it's an artificial life form. But artificial doesn't mean that it can't think on its own volition and it's not real. Artificial just means it didn't come from a womb because it comes from a womb like the physical Earth's womb, Venus, the five pentagram, all that, the five base, the yoni. It didn't come from that kind of system. And it came from the minds. Right. But it could now, still achieve sentient sentience. It, 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 it is indeed as what we would call sentient. It has sentience because it is developed through ritual ritual. And now. To understand this is simple, that when you let's say, for instance, you were using stars as putty and when you wanted to construct what you wanted to construct, because each star had a, a different type of energy that you're looking for. When you construct that, which is called the ritual, it would then 
create this living organism, if you may, but it would be basically the ideas. So let's talk about this when we get back from break. But what we're saying here is, is that the essence that comes from the stars is what's used in the ritual to construct this egregor. And because of that, it can be made quite sentient. Interesting, interesting thought. Um, it takes me in, in so many different directions. And as we were saying before, as above, so below, It's it feels like we're now creating the same type of artificial intelligence, but within the matrix itself, within our sphere, in the form of technology. Exactly. So it's like a repeating cycle. It's a repeating code. It, it, it's a, and it's actually all the same code. We'll talk about that when we come forward, but it's actually all the same code because there's no components around us that are actually made out of something that's different than what's always in the sphere. You see what I mean? So even plastic and all these different things are all just materials from the same sphere. So nothing here, no matter how we shaped it into a different shape, actually equals something different than what was already here before. And hence the term, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm. Interesting. So everything is, is repeating. Everything is, is um, circular at this point, cyclical. Um, amazing stuff. Seven, give us your website real quick before we go hit the break. Secretenergy.com. Check us out at the university. We okay. love this kind of stuff. Also, we're at Spirit Text if you're trying to get paid. All right. You know, we got to get this in the matrix. <laughs> Excellent. You know, we, we're going to have to do commercial free next time we have you on because these these commercial breaks just really interrupt the flow. So we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Much more right here on Beyond the Veil. We've all heard the phrase, live in the moment, and how important it is to live in the moment. But up until tonight, up until the last segment with our guest, Seven Bomar, I've never really understood the importance of living in the moment and how living in the moment allows us to pull the full energy, the ultimate bandwidth from the energy around us and use it to forge our own path, our own reality, our own existence inside of this matrix the idea that we live in a matrix has been discussed many times over elon musk for example has been talking about an artificial simulation um seven this is a little bit off topic but i want to get your take on this because you mentioned that everything as above so below everything that comes from the stars and the same matter or same informational source maybe it's like a database uh, I don't know if you've ever done computer programming. I'm sure you have. But, you know, uh, for instance, WordPress pulls information from a database before displaying it up on, on the user screen. So maybe all of this comes from a centralized database or informational source. But there was a professor named Professor Gates, and he discovered a self-correcting computer code inside the fabric of space-time, a quantum physicist. And uh, it wasn't just any computer code. It was a computer code written by a guy named Claude Shannon in the 40s. And when I heard this, it just like all jumped out at me like, whoa, this is, in my opinion, 
a good lead to the idea that we are living inside of an artificial simulation. Now, taking it in the perspective and dynamic that you presented it in, maybe the reason that Claude Shannon pulled out this computer code was because this computer code already existed within the nature of reality, within the fabric of space, and it was the opposite direction because he pulled it from the same informational source that everything else is pulled from, as you were talking about in the uh, last half of the last segment. Your thoughts on that idea, then we'll pick it back up. Well, for sure, I definitely studied all of uh, Gates, uh, James Gates' work and uh, his work on Adinkras and uh, his mathematical patterns. And- Have you ever taken DMT? For sure. Okay, so you <laughs> okay. know his Adinkras look exactly like hyperspace. For sure, I mean... Oh, that blew my mind when I saw it. I, you know, I, I think it would be rather fitting for this show for us to, you know, discuss for just a brief moment, what the veil actually is, uh, because, you know, it's it's really uh, unique just how all the information tumbles upon itself, because what was discovered just within this code particular, you know, because there's there's different kind of codes you see running through things like some days you may see even languages that look like Sanskrit running across the sky. So, you know, it it, it varies to what you may see you know, with your third eye. But the origins of things is, is really uh, for us to access right now. And, you know, obviously these, you know, sometimes I wrestle with, okay, do, do they know what's going on and just beat around the bush or they got to say exactly what it is or, you know, how long are we going to play with this? And so I obviously I've looked into all this myself and what I've come to discover uh, from the experience is, first of all, you're dealing with a situation with the skin. Let's just look at the skin for a moment, because for us to really see what's going on, we will have to look beyond behind the veil. And even this term, it gets so cryptic. It's actually a reason why women are still veiled in many of the countries that are under the old traditions, because it's also symbolic. So that if you basically veil the woman, then you veil the secret to the phi base nature of the code in the reality, the box. And then what happens also is, is that it, it totally disassociates everyone from realizing what our potential truly is. And how you can also connect this is, is that on a metaphysical level, because all this stuff is still created from materials that are in the dense matter. So you, it has above, so below, you can see where the connection would be. So the connection with this is actually within the skin. And when you look at the skin, what you get is also the Latin word derma which gives us the anagram for the word dream. And this is why, because the skin is actually the largest organ in the body that's generally not known by most people. So it actually means according to the art, since the archons are organs in the body, that means that the largest archon is actually the skin. And then you'll understand why the skin was always associated with the serpent, because not only did the skin shed, the skin shines. This means as an organ on our body, it actually is responsible for the tuning and, and the actual appearance of an aura. And this skin also can be the deepest illusion because, first of all, if I come at you with my skin off, you're not going to know even who I am. And then also if I have my skin on, you're going to come up with all sorts of assumptions who you think I am. And then if I look at myself in the mirror, which is used in deep levels of magic always, and I start imagining who I'm looking at in the mirror is actually me based on the skin, then I fall into the serpent's illusion. So I'll take a moment for that because that's why the secrets were always kept with the serpent 
and for people to realize exactly also what they're being they're dealing with. So to pick up what I left off on, because again, to say all serpents are bad is just as silly as saying all humans are good. This is all a transition cycle where I left off on is actually understanding that once you start realizing this from experience, because now I'm 100 times in on diamond, by the way, a little bit over that. And once you start realizing what's going on, you actually realize once everything demystifies, now you're just dealing with your own egregor. Because I was talking about the egregors not to say that, hey, someone's just constructing egregors like Nike and AT&T and trying to rule the astral plane with them. Yes, that's going on. But we're also constructing them ourselves in the character that we've designed in this reality. So then when we want to transcend this reality, now we must kill this egregor. And this gets very interesting because this is why there's always this death process always written about even within the ancient stories from the Dogon. That what happens is the egregor, because even the body, as Joe Dispenza's work shows, has its own set of memory and has its own brain. So what many people are dealing with because they stay in the dense matter and stay in the dense thoughts so much in the maze, they actually comprise mostly of their body memory, their Higher chakras are generally dormant. So what happens in this stage is the person is now actually at a point where they would need to pick up their chakra centers a lot to be able to perceive what would be going on in these higher stages of their own consciousness. So it basically means that they begin to construct a lower world being that they think is them. And only until you challenge the beast do you actually realize now it's time to tussle? And this is why people have a hard time breaking habits because it feels uncomfortable for them. Breaking habits in this tense is not something that you think is good or bad to do, but staying in cycles. Habits are cycles. That's it. We don't need to look any deeper into trying to get into what are good habits and what are bad habits. All that is falling down Alice's Wonderland wonder hole. Here's another thing. If you check out the mind, the mind is a maze. Okay, so when the when the Anunnaki talk about, well, let us send them into the mines to mine the gold. What they're referring to is let a person go deep into their own thoughts and then create something or gold or into their own passions, their deepest passions. This is done when we have sexual contact and let them create, let them bring out the gold. And then when they bring out the gold, they'll bring it out into this vessel, which we're calling Earth. Right. And in this vessel, it's not even nowhere near full. Like, I'm sure you could go to Texas and just drive and nobody's there. You can go to Idaho, Alaska and just drive and nobody's there. So this thing is a vessel and it's not even nowhere near full yet. So are we going to continuously, which is not a good or bad thing, but keep contributing into the dense matter of the memories in our matrix, which are used like energy kilojoules for us to stay alive in remembrance? Or are we going to now go back, because that's what we would be doing in the tense, we would be returning to where we were before, to that sailor, which is the cognate of the highest level of the physical beings that have stepped into this. The sailor who knew how to sail the cosmic ship and not shipwreck their own ship because they don't know how to follow the course that's laid out in the disk that's running across the sky, which they call DVD. Right. Okay. so DVD, which gives you the tetrahedron when you put the letters together, the D is a is a triangle, the V, then another D. When you put this together, the tetrahedron. Interesting. I never noticed that. Look at it. It's called David. Okay. now this David is the disc. Now, this disc 
actually, you know, we don't want to drive too far uh, right in this case because now you'll be talking about UFOs and things. It'll be completely externalized. But it actually is the shape of the of the uh, of the adinkra, the fully nested boson adinkra, which is basically where it it puffs out and it huffs out and then it wafts like you can see on the top of mountains, which uh, when the clouds do that on top of a mount, uh, I think one of the mountains is Mehijabeth. So what I'm talking about is, is that your form, this is why the serpent can be tame and can be tamed to stand up right. This means the, the chakra center can actually be brought into a fully erect bow. And that actually would create a propulsion field around you that would be so strong. It would cause other objects, which are mostly unsure of themselves. All dense matter is unsure of itself. It's basically slow down light. You would be able to transform dense matter at will. Now, we're not this is I, I don't want people to get at all that this is quack stuff. Because I don't have time. If you know anything about my profile, I don't have time for quack stuff. I'd rather go back and make a bunch of money doing something else. This mind can be used, this body, this soul, this spirit, all these different components that I've come aware of can be used with anything. But yet I focus them tirelessly on the massive awareness of consciousness and broadcasting those signals through the entire community of Earth. Why? Because there's nothing greater. When we realize what's going on here, we realize that, see, and no matter how long this takes, I'll be here. The uniqueness within every person is what we're looking to unlock so they can man their part of the ship. Now, the uniqueness of a person sometimes, especially if they haven't honed it in properly, is actually what you don't like about a person most of the time because it's actually what's not like you. And we have a tendency to shy away from things that's not like us and want everything to be like us. And this is that whole process that we've been bred through, which is fear. Because in society, when one brings out their uniqueness, it generally can be harnessed for some kind of current or some kind of potential, right? So unique people in society are the ones with the big shows. And with the, even if they're acting crazy, because all they're working on is just attraction. And this is what they would love to call the laws of attraction. No, this is this is more of electrical. It's the attraction that's necessary to pull current. This is what's written in electronics. If you have a proper amount of attraction coming off of a component on the board, it will pull from the system the amount of current that it needs. So basically what it's saying is, is that if you start going out there exerting a lot of attraction with what you're doing, it doesn't give specifics. All of a sudden, you would start getting pulled in more. You would pull in more current. This is actually the secret to building wealth on all levels, getting to sovereignty. But this is a course you're running through for a while. First of all, let's rewind a bit. You're dealing with Egregor, though. This is the physical body that actually is convinced it'll die. It believes in birth, so it has to believe in death. See, the thing is, is about our our reality exists. We mostly only see half of it because we only choose to see half. We only want the pleasure. We don't want the pain, but the pain means more to us. This is symbolic to why we see only one half of the moon. This is symbolic to why we only have one half of the English language. This is symbolic to why there's a cut right down the middle of the body, which you can see when the woman goes into a full pregnant gestation cycle. You can see the incision that was so deep within the division of what it takes to create a world. It divided the body of a son to create the world of the projection that we're actually living in. And it's so hyper-organic 
it actually borderlines what they call singularity, where people start frying their brains trying to figure out is computers the same thing as consciousness is what is actually happening? Is there a separation? And then they try to go quantum separate. So this is the dangers of duality. Like, remember, judging ye shall be judged. The entire thing still here is wired on this binary judging. So the only way to hack the system, to literally hack the body that you've been placed in, because the body is a dual component. There is an arbitrator that's mostly sleep, but there's a dualistic aspect of the body, a logic side, another side, two eyeballs, etc. So this is called hardware. So to hack the hardware one would have to remove themselves in a pers- pr- as much as possible from the duality of saying this one's good, this one's bad. Because once you enter the mind, once you go back into the maze, which is what trying to distinguish things and, and figure out things and all of that, you, you step back into this thing's trap. And then you, and where you're leaving is the all knowing. And this is Just something that I want to get very clear with everyone before we terminate the call today is to remember the all-knowing versus belief. Now, here you have 98% believers. They believe in every damn thing, but they don't know. There's a big difference here, and I'll show you. If a guy comes in, let's say a woman, man, if you're going to elect this person, and the person just comes in and says, I believe we can make change. I believe we can work together. I believe we can really do some things and ignite this entire world. They may cheer. They may love it. He walks off the stage. Another guy walks in, a woman walks in and says, I know we can make change. I know we can do this together. I know this is going to happen. When you put those two next to each other, people are always going to go with what? who knows. Now, because no is a code. No stops things. It means, no, I'm not playing with you anymore. When a person says no, notice it's K-N-O-W and N-O. It stops things. It is a vibration that immediately when a person says no, it stops. What this does is, is it tames the monkey mind. Because see, the monkey mind has a million ways inside of getting you back into the maze. So it doesn't care what it needs to talk about. Even if you're right, even if you're left, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It knows how to get you to start thinking again. And when you think... You engage the R complex of the brain. Why? Thought is backwards. If you already know, what do you need to think for? So because thought is backwards, it taps back into the primordial side, what they call the reptilian side of the consciousness. These are the primes. They're the ones that we're standing on. So what happens is, is that when you engage the R complex as a gear in your brain, it goes backwards. And this is what happens when the person tries to use language in meditation starts trying to judge things, even uses language. That's why language was a part of the serpent. If you read the books correctly, it was the serpent that invented these words and what it needed us for. And this is us talking us on a timeline. I'm not talking about anything separate here. It needed us because we have voice boxes. And then what our voice boxes, remember serpents only hiss. You're seeing the entire timeline. They can't make vocal sounds. But the human has this multi, <laughs> a multiplistic voice box that allows it to call forth all frequencies. We can even whistle. Then we have the frontal lobe. So every single range of the entire spectrum of frequency we can emit. Perfect. 
out. If we're being used, though, to just maintain, see, like in the Hindu text, they talk about this could be Vasuki's realm. There's a few more Nagas up from this. It, those are all the physical worlds. Rather than realizing that you also, I'm saying, not saying run away, but remember, you have prime. You can ride at the tip of the wave of yourself. You can blow wind in your own sails. Think about what I'm saying. You can rejuvenate your entire being and then get back on. See, the reason why most of the stars are on the disc, masters of the game, the reason why the disc moves a certain way, like the sky moves a certain way, right? And all the stars follow because that's a current. And that's why for the people that are sailors, they know that the ocean moves based on how the stars move, duh. So now you got this current moving. And if you just stay on the wave, all these are electrical terms now, if you just stay on the wave. You can actually keep surfing through the entire thing on the tip of the wave without using any of your energy. None of you would never have to put engage the oars on your boat or even you see what it means. So this means that this is why when you get in your own synchronistic order, what this actually does is it lines you up with yourself. And then you actually begin to move on this and how you can be comfortable with this is know that there is a time and place for everything. If you notice that in this space, every single star will touch every single space at a certain point. So it's not in a rush. Like there's certain times to actually create things. There's certain times to go deeply in love and run off in the woods and just take all your clothes off. There's another time to buckle down and actually master something and learn something in the matrix. And when those periods are coming through, which many people, when you just tap into yourself, you know those periods intuitively. You don't have to even grab a calendar. But then when you're going through those periods, the maximization of the power that comes with what you're creating. And that's why I was saying the system here, the false matrix is not smart. It's just dumbed everyone down and it's denied us the basic knowledge of metaphysics and any other pairing of any master art, whether it's music, anything that there is actual that chord and that rhythm that has to be there. Even it's in cars, it's in everything when it has to finally plug it in and it works if you know how to take every single piece apart in there and know what that piece does, you'll find each correspondence inside of your body. And that's the blueprint. That's the manual that was a part of a treaty. They call that treaty the covenant that we would not get. And I'll say it again. After World War II, remember, there was a treaty that even went on with the Germans where they had to sign certain things. And now even the German people are not in the hands of the German state. They're actually in the hands of the allies. They know this, too. So there's things on that treaty. Also, you can't have certain kind of weapons. You can't do all that's treaties. One of the treaties that was signed during the last war that these beings always get into, you see it even happening today, was that the humans would not know their power. And now that that's what's been broken. If there's anything that we've received out of all this, because time is nonlinear, you're getting it right now. It's just the word which does not come back void. This word that I'm giving you that simply explains to you that you are the central character in this theme. There is even something beyond this. These are all characters in a box and you have to make sure that you don't get stuck in that box. And then at the same time, have some fun. You, every, one thing that's guaranteed is you're going to leave here. <laughs> so there's always going to be this point. What I mean by having fun 
is that there's always a mixture. I'm so connected. Okay, what I mean by having fun is that you're you're guaranteed to get out of here anyway. Especially if you're not when you leave here having no regrets, you got the T-shirt. So while you're here, get to it. Know that you can move with this kind of power and this kind of force. Why not leave a streak across that sky? And that's what I came here to deliver. That's that's what I'm here for. And like I said, that is a vibration. I'm bringing it in English, but I can cross it over into anything. So we have this water programming device that's coming out called FIOC, where you can get on the mailing list about that. We have some other things that are coming out just to push energy into the environment. That is that same kind of energy that makes us feel that we have some desire that makes us feel that we're attracted that makes us feel orgasmic, that kind of energy. There are patterns for that kind of energy. And I've been very steadfast and I've been looking into all the things because for me, it's all in my word. It's all in my name. And so if I say, hey, this is going to pop, this is something that's big, it better be that. But that's also the same way I get on this show today is that what I'm talking about right now is the peak. And the reason why I'm going to be there is because I really want to do it. It has nothing to do with everybody else and everything, everything else. I would have never got that far. It's about me. And I'm sharing that with you as a part of an extension of me and then even something greater. And that's why I know every time we get on these true frequency shows, like I was saying today, like because I I didn't get the message to like three hours ago. But I was like, man, you I got to get in there because I need to. I got to I got something that I'm carrying right now. And so it's good. You know, it's good that, it you know, it came out. <laughs> well said. Um, you, you hit on so many points and I had so many thoughts as we were talking um, or as you were talking, the um, idea that we no, need to collective. be. It was a collective. Okay. Yeah, it was a collective. <laughs> See, the, the idea that we're the, the idea that we need to be unique and bring out our individuality. Uh, the example that I wanted to make of that is, is picture a computer screen. If a computer screen was all um, broadcasting the same color, it would be nothing but a white screen. But every single pixel takes on its own color. It takes on its own task. It's working in unison with the rest of the pixels to create the big picture. But each one has its own uniqueness and own individuality. And uh, I think we see a lot of collective consciousness ideas being pushed and we were just talking about this in the first hour as a matter of fact uh some people are talking about the whole pizza gate thing for example we choose not to dwell in that frequency because that's not what we're here to do but it's like a puzzle piece or i mean a, a puzzle a, a puzzle altogether and each person has a different piece and we all bring a different piece to the table no two pieces are going to be the same but when they all connect together they're going to make the big picture so on that note ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back we've got much more coming up right here on beyond the veil seven bomar is our guest and at the top of the hour we're gonna have astro watch for you sheree geo has been uh waiting with your weekly forecast to the skies and we'll pick it back up at the six minute mark with seven don't go anywhere um astro watch with mrs geo your weekly forecast to the stars thank you very much chris when the sun enters home sign leo on july 22nd that's today our inner child is activated inspiration runs high as does the need to be seen book an artist's date with yourself honor your inner sovereign let yourself shine the new moon in leo tomorrow falls at the very edge of the lion's domain which means we'll have another leo new moon next month too this lunation is heated by the conjunction to mars as the red planet is still square to uranus and trying to chiron 
all that story about quick fixes and impulsive moves re-enters the spotlight. There's no need for action hero or Superman stunts. New starts are fueled with extra strength, but just like a plant, ideas can run to seed if we don't maintain a little decorum and control. The new synodic cycle between the Sun and Mars begins on July 27th as the two finally meet in Leo. The Sabian symbol of this conjunction is rock formations tower over a deep canyon. Now perhaps we have the guts to take a leap into the dark, especially if we feel like our backs are against the wall. Whatever happens next, we must be brave enough to enter the void. After all this Martian and Leo noise, July ends quietly as Venus moves into Cancer on July 31st. Finally, the lion settles down to sleep, purring in his soft bed. Venus in Cancer is a cuddly transit which smothers us with kisses and cooks us cake to make us feel better. But if Venus feels unsafe or threatened, watch those claws. Neediness can become an issue if self-esteem is undernourished. Nurture yourself and show those you love that you care. Interesting, interesting transits going on the last couple of weeks. I have not been as vigilant with my own transits and have no doubt fallen into some uh, bad ones. I, I notice there's there's certain transits that really get me. And then there's other transits that don't. If you are interested, um, just get a hold of me by email, sharigio uh, at tfrlive.com, and I will do a transit chart for you um, or a birth chart. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to start doing that again. Okay, so, excellent. Yeah. You can put a little banner up on the site, too, for that. I think you should. You need to share your talents with the world. I mean, you share them here every weekend, obviously, but... Um, I, I think people really resonate with the birth, birth charts and the transit charts that you've done for them. We've got nothing but positive feedback all across the board. And uh, she, you know, holds nothing back when it comes to the birth charts. And sometimes there's some stuff in there that people may not necessarily have revealed to the world, but it's in the chart. And uh, you've got to be prepared for that because it's right. a it's a completely honest chart about yourself. So if you're interested in something like that and you want to take that next level, definitely reach out to Sheree. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, so, you know, where are we going to drive off into? Because, you know, this is this is that last final stretch. You know, who knows when we will see each other again, maybe out the window <laughs> of the rocket ship. You know, like, Yo. Well, we've got to do it more often. I'm thinking like next month would be good. Um, we'll reach out to you regularly. And I apologize for not reaching out to you sooner. Um, we, we should have. Uh, well, but yeah, it's like you an, just got to give me you just got to give me some heads up because you'll be wanting me to jump in like a stunt <laughs> driver. Or something. It's like, hey, I need you. I well, want to come into like sometimes I mean, my, my schedule is really, really insane. But I was like, it's Saturday night. And I was like, man, I feel that fever. Good. And the only prescription is beyond the veil. More that much energy. You ain't going to be able to take that nowhere in this country. Nice, nice. No, I mean, so. you know, talking to you is like an ayahuasca trip. It is. You know, you've got to have some time in between to really digest everything before you mm-hmm. jump into your next ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then it's not addicting. So you're like, okay, I'm going to chill with that for a minute. Let, let me let that marinate, that experience. And <laughs> when people see you, they're like, you know, have you gone in in a while? He's like, no, man, I haven't. I'm not listening to Seven right now. He's like, <laughs> when, they, when, they, 
and they get on that crazy, you know, okay, I need to, I need to jumpstart. It just be divine for it just arrive right on time. And that's, you know, why we're all hooked up. And one of the things that I talked to, wanted to talk about very briefly, cause you brought it up about the uniqueness and how, um, you know, there is information and evidence that shows, and you got to talk about things like that now <laughs> that our, our elders had the highest intentions to always take us through the process as much as possible of learning what our unique skill was because they were always very interested because they knew that something was coming from from the stars think about it like if a person has a child you know you something came from the star so now you want to unlock this treasure but it needs to discover its uniqueness so the whole process and like that was even a gift in itself. The, that was a uniqueness in itself was to show people how to open up their uniqueness <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's, it's all five. So, you know, we would see multiple variations of something that looked different, but was actually all coming from the same thing. And that's what's in the code. And now, you know, I, I get the whole thing, but you got it. We have to also realize that this is a spectrum. So kind of whatever way it's leaning and whatever is going on and, and whatever is happening, it's like it's so dialed in and tuned in to what basically needs to go on as if we could just up and say, hey, I'm going to change it now to change it to become a prime frequency on this dimension is possible. But you definitely need to know what you're talking about. And I that's what I I, I love to uh, to to get into with uh, when I get into these lessons, because I feel like as masters, we're teaching each other and we have these lessons of mastery that are also feeding that personal journey that goes along with this, you know, I don't know if you want to call it public, but let's say the public journey, right, of, you know, delivering the message to a person, understanding or understanding, as I call it, the difference between first grade, second grade, third grade, knowing when, you know, especially when certain scenarios are going on, when it's time to turn it up, when it's time to back it down, you know, really taking that responsibility. And to me, I feel like that that's what the elders were constantly engaged in as much as possible so that that way they could cultivate because all of that is, I guess, then the, the, the technique. That's something that a person can honor within themselves and has more to do with fulfillment than success. And this is when a person takes it upon themselves to have a level of mastery of perfecting others, right, or showing them their highest potential. And so I, I definitely, uh, as they say in the true word of namaste, you know, the divine in me sees that in you. And, you know, and recognizes that. So I just wanted to make sure that that's known that, you know, I, I love you, too. And it, in every tense of the word and, and even beyond that. And it's because there's something greater that we've built and we've shared that's already done. And now we're just coming to share with each other more the platform and the connection as we talked about. It's, it's that truth frequency. Oh, you're absolutely it's, right. We love you, too, man, for sure. And you have elevated our consciousness, the consciousness of our listeners over and over and over again. And uh, I, I really look at Dolores Cannon's work and uh, it's resonating with me more and more. The idea that there were these different star seeds or different uh, souls that had already gone through this process of the lessons that are learned here on this plane of existence. And we all saw that there was something terribly wrong with this world and we needed to come back here to teach, to help elevate the consciousness. And I really think that people like us, people like you, our listeners, many of our guests here on the show, most of our guests, not all of them, but most of them, 
um, we all are cut from this cloth and we've come back here because this world is in in dire need of ascension and to help uh, planet Earth ascend. So uh, I think we're doing a great job of it. And I'm seeing more and more and more uh, people not only awake, but aware and with a sense of gnosis. And as you said before, the word no, this was another thought that I had as you were speaking, um, yeah. the word no and gnosis. I started yeah. to use that over the course of the last couple of years. I I don't I don't think it. I don't believe it, but I know it with a sense of gnosis. And the interesting thing about gnosis is sometimes it's something that can't necessarily be proven in the physical realm, and it's not something. Well, that no, you can and, prove. and that's because and, and that's because also in the, the and, and you know I would love to dive in on this. Excuse me, but yes, this is exactly it, and it's because that it, that ISIS that's on the back of gnosis that is. That I never made we, that connection, we, 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 but we, ISIS we say, is the one that I, I that I commune with in my ayahuasca experience. No, sis, ISIS, uh-huh. ISIS, wow. No, sis. Yeah, Be- because what what it's basically saying is there's no reason in questioning it. It just is, and this is always what happens in the journey when you start seeing like you know I saw some skinless beings that were moving with no hinges, and I was like, man, what the heck is this? And then what came across was it just is. It's the full spectrum, curve and straight line. And what it actually can equate to when it's in full conjunction. And you can even see like when the curve is moving by itself, what it is. I mean, this is this is a uh, man. This is the glass is half full. Maybe if we thought that we were getting close, maybe we'll figure out that we only just began. Like what I see here is maximum potential. And once this idea of being born goes away, then the idea of death goes away. Notice we like the born thing. We don't like the death thing. You see how this whole thing is hard coded as far as the judgments that it's subconsciously keeping. Listen, subconsciously keeping a ping pong game going on. That literally it just disengages the knowing. And this this is another thing that I came across that. See, what happens is and this is very important because there's going to come to a point where, you know, when you're in your total manifestation and you're actually ready to prove that you created all this. (laughs) If you address the King Cobra with that story, what it's going to send back to you in your mind is saying, well, if you created all of this, why don't you know anything about it? And then the knowing that it's talking about is the book knowledge and like all the occult works, the, the, the writing, the metaphysical, the geometry, the angles, the percentages, the, all of that. That was called the serpent's knowledge. And what happens is, is that, of course, people like they do now, the doctor's degrees, the lawyer's degrees, all these being degrees of the fire. Of course, if a person doesn't have that, they feel like, well, OK, well, maybe. And then it'll try to back you down and say exactly your creation. You see, this is what happens why I say you have to be in the knowing because you'll step into spaces where things, the last state of your own consciousness, like Dan Winter said, the last vacuum you'll face is that one carrying the reaper standing there like it's not you (laughs) and you have to be willing and ready to completely just pass through meaning that if we look at what's really happening here we have to see that all of this stuff that that's coming at us from the from the both angles can be nullified by us simply practicing techniques of getting out of judgment the easy way 
before we have to go into trying to get out the judgment the hard way. And what is that? Well, actually, that's judgment day. And now this is what happens because time is nonlinear. Many people are after judgment day right now. They're still going backwards. The words are backwards for them. They travel the same direction as the clock they see on the wall, which is the direction of death. They don't actually know that they favor a certain side that equals death for them. That's the direction their aura is spinning. And then in this, they're completely blind. This is the state of most people. Now, what happens is, is there's a wave coming and they always come through to where a certain amount of individuals start catching that wave. We've seen that already. And then it just keeps coming in successions because we start sending it back. We start creating application. That's why I say it. it's, it's a, you, you can work in this. You can actually do some things, right? We're doing something now. <laughs> so you can actually get processes going on that actually equate to situations like we're dealing now with now can be fixed on a quantum level, meaning right here in the reality, certain things that take place that just change everything. That is exactly how society moves right now. I think we need a little bit more than Elon Musk to just be making all the, the big moves, right? Like, why should he get all the space credits? What it is, is we're dealing with uh, also a very strong, highly intelligent, multidimensional beings on the planet too. And to bring them alive, that's why I was saying now, this, this is, I'm glad we're, we're, we're grounding this a little bit. See, to bring this alive, what I also realized, this is also why I backed up for a minute, because it's great to talk about the great food that that people can eat and then also being able to go into places, go on certain journeys. Well, then you don't need no money to go on the journey. The journey will find you. But the other stuff, the caveats of the conscious lifestyle, getting yourself cleansed, etc. People have a tendency to need a little bit more current to do that. But forget about that. Let's go into something deeper. The jobs. Now, still. That audience that we're talking to is spending a lot of their time working that could be devoted to them servicing themselves, especially getting themselves back together. So who's going to create something that actually allows us to solve that issue that really does get us off of, of, fine, of the currency situation, really does get us with something that we can be no longer tethered to the desk? And so I'm not going into a whole pitch here, but I just want to explain to people. You check out Spirit Text. All of us, because we're about to launch this water programming device. And what I'm doing is, is that what I noticed, and this is just, don't think this is left field. You're a sovereign. So you're a creator. You're an inventor. You create. That's what you do when you're not being disturbed. So what happens is, is that to get into the position, one of us at least, to be able to create and fabricate the ideas that people have at the pace that they have them, conscious people. Now we got something going on in the matrix. See, now if we're going to play around in the false matrix, now these, this is only for the elite in the game to go and reload yourself back in the matrix after basically getting out of its pool. This means you have to be very, very creative and very, very in control of your own consciousness. But it's more than possible. I just want to open up a venture here for people that are now saying, OK, well, I got this thing wired down. What is the next thing to project? Not only for your own self and not only what I'm doing. See it as a template. What happens here is that with all this brain power, all this knowledge, 
we can't figure out the whole money thing sometimes. Like we don't have an infinite pile of resources to dump into this humanitarian efforts that we need to get ready to go on. We're somehow thinking that this system is so difficult to master. Well, I don't think many of us, because I mean, you can't figure out the ninth heaven and not figure out just simple uh, uh, mathematics on earth about currency. So when we learn the rules of currency, which have more to do with the electrical circuit board, and then we also turn our connections within like to where it's all connecting. Like if I need to get something and you have something, then I need to be getting it from you. That's how all this was actually working, where we're basically building a current in our own system. But again, the starting process is, is well, we need to actually be manufacturers, creators then, because there's not enough room and you, you know, just are buying somebody else's stuff and then now you're selling it for them unless you do what we're doing next. What we're doing is we're manufacturing. And because we are coming in as manufacturers, our price that we can give other people to do certain things like sell the product, whatever, is high. And this is going to dominate. It's going to dominate even people that are already signed up in other programs that are basically revenous. Meaning when I look at some of the commission scales of so-called even I don't want to say any names, but your popular your, your popular oil companies and all this, what it costs for them to make this product versus what they're even giving their affiliates as commissions. Man, if somebody's surviving off of this, then wow. But what I'm saying is, why don't we then go the next step? Because we know we need the money machine. We need something that's pumping out capital. Go the next step and somebody make the leap and become the manufacturer. You see, because then all those amazing ideas, you ever, you're laying up at night all the time, even with simple stuff. And you're like, man, you know, it would be totally easier to get toilet tissue on the roll or, you know, I'd be able to pick up my, my toothpaste. And we don't understand that. That's how we also have to connect our as above, so below. That on every single level we master, there is no impedance except for ourselves. We know that when we start having these forces that are against us, it's our own egregor. There's ways to start nullifying even the power of the egregor, like removing things like old pictures of you and Winnie the Pooh. It's time to let certain things go. Like, you can, like I'm only laughing because that's something I saw. My, I saw, the, you know, the year, the 15 years ago, we were going through a picture bag and I'm sitting there with Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I, I immediately thought, thought of the old tribesmen talking, you know, you know, not wanting to get their picture took. Right. And it's just when we connect these, we just need to understand that there's so much more than just looking back all the time. We don't have and you see how the reality of being driven on scarcity and, you know, for sure. And, 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 and Chris and, and, and Sheree, you know, for sure, the actual truth is it's got more energy than you can hold. Sometimes you're in there like, man, somebody needs to broker this energy or touch me or something. Or should I turn around? Should I scream? No, I should just be cool. I don't want to be. And it's just like those journeys can be that powerful. And that's all this energetic potential waiting to flow into the intentions. Like I always say to people, when are we ever going to sit at this table uh, or at, in this cer ceremony without the healing agenda? Let's come in here already healed and let's get some work down. Now, what are we going to do? And I want to deliver this. Now, this is how, like after that process of now the confrontation of Mr. Cobra, which is basically the reptilian side of the consciousness asking you, do, why don't you know about it? 
what you have to immediately begin to reflect is that you already know everything and man's knowledge, as it's stated in the book, is foolishness to God. The God is you. Man's knowledge is foolishness to the supreme. The reason why is like this whole thing in the matrix about all the rules and the measurements and all that, man, that has nothing to do with what goes on outside of this. It's unhindered, unlimited. That's like when you get into the party, man. So you can't confuse the two. (laughs) And so now we're at this point where once you get beyond that, now this is how you go back to perpetual energy or forward to perpetual energy. You now start witnessing in in this you need to had already figured out some kind of chakra activating element, whether that's your ceremony, whether you can do that in meditation, whether you have a diamond to do it with, whatever. But at a certain point, as you see how powerful your breaths are, when you over oxygenate yourself, this means it's taking like several breaths. You could do it for about five minutes, deep breaths. What happens is your body actually doesn't need oxygen anymore. Like it actually doesn't need oxygen for at least the next 10 minutes, according to the oxygen supply in your blood. So what happens in many of these these sessions is you actually obtain the first part of the mind over matter concept, which is basically realizing you don't really need to breathe. But because the egregor has this body memory, what will happen to it is it knows its own time span of when it needs to breathe. So it basically dies, goes to sleep or something. And then once that occurs, you end up in this space to where now what you can do with your breaths when you start taking your breaths again is you close the gates, meaning the gate is how much you're breathing in and you're breathing out. And see how small and you can do this, especially by looking at a single candle. See how small you can create the gate between breathing in and breathing out. This is how you unlock. That's basically what you're doing right then is you're splitting the atom. And it's because you now close the gate of your own cycle so so small that now you're demanding that you can harness all the potential of that one next breath. This is the deepest teaching of the breathing. But then I, re- I got to the point to where I can explain this easier because I'm actually doing this. Then when you get the gate so small, something happens. Things reverse. Now, it's important not to get into the R complex of the reptilian portion of the brain in order to get to this. Meaning there can be no thinking. That's why you focus on the breath. Then what happens is, is you start feeling this. You literally feel there's a shift as if the aura is reversed. Now, this is what's interesting. This is not a direction. I cannot tell you it's left or right. I can't tell you it's opposite to the way your aura is spinning. This thing is moving in all directions, which is why I can't give you a verbal direction. And this is why I knew I had hit another space because the body immediately went into more of a perpetual where the energy that was coming in was driving in more energy to the body as if I was getting younger and younger and younger. And it started with me nullifying the judgments and duality and getting past that final chapter. Mr. Well, if you know it all, then why? Then where's this knowledge? And basically it wants to accuse you. And that's why it's called the accuser. It gets in there and it starts the Gregor starts to try to accuse you of all the shit that it knows. All the things that it's been through. And that's all that physical body ID stuff. And that's an easy husk, just like a pharaoh, to get right back into. 
with a face of gold and everything ready to mine. That's what I see going on here. I can see so deep in quantum into this reality. I'm deep in the scope. And I see this, I see this continuity and I see it also in application. So remember, when I had that financial conversation with you about 20, 15 minutes ago, that's like the conversation your father should have had is make no mistake about what's roaming around here that just the sheer fact that they'll give a person a award for killing someone or right. give them a reward for messing up someone's mind like they give a star on Hollywood a nice inverted pentagram for fucking up everybody's mind. Excuse my language. That lets me know where I am. I don't need to read anything else. See, that's the power of the elders because they didn't, there's like they say, there's no shucking and jiving. There's no believing. There's no maybes. And that's where we get to when we are grown up like full trees. Then we can cast shade over others that need healing. There was never, you never could fear anything unless there was pain. And if there's any problems, like you know how we encounter some very negative things going on in dimension with people even doing things to us at times if we make ourselves vulnerable. But remember, Everything that is crazy or imperfect about what they're doing and wrong about their doing what they're doing came from some kind of pain. So this means this person was really in a situation where they caught a schism and it may not be this life. It may be a life previous, but we should re- remember that that pain causes fear and then causes this ignorance to where one will lash out and do things to people that they really care about and then close the book on that. This is where we have to realize that that's the easy way to get out of this belief and into all knowing is when we solve some stuff, be like, OK, and I'm done. And then what happens is, is that you realize that indeed the idle mind is the devil's workshop. So now that since you've got this space cleared up, there's no more good and evil anymore. Thank goodness. Now you can get to your own invention. And this puts you into this creative space that, oh, my goodness, because you're already accessing the realm. Like people need to realize that when we go to sleep, right, we see these projections and that's actually light. So we literally have a projector. But anyone who's been on a journey, of course, knows when they close their eyes, they get the kaleidoscope. Well, let so me let that, me jump in. Let me jump okay. in for a moment before you get okay. too far off, um, because as you're talking, I want to ask you your insight into uh, an experience that I had recently. And um, you you mentioned, you know, when can we come to these ceremonies already healed? And uh, now what can we do uh, at that point? I've gone through all the healing. I've gone through the tearing down. I've gone through the rebuilding. I've gone through the warrior uh, element. I've gone through the light sword and the wings and literally everything. Last time I smoked DMT, All she said was, I've given you everything you need. You don't need anything else from here. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) I want to do more work. And she's like, you've got everything you need. Go and do your work. And I've been, you know, kicking this around lately. Like, is this ego or is it really like, does it really come to a point to where you've gotten everything you can out of the ceremony? Both. (laughs) <laughs> like in the reality, <laughs> what actually happens is, is I, I mean, I can't be, and it's only because the truth is being said that you've reached a peak in the physical reality to where at any moment where you think about where this could really go with what you develop, like even the beats and how you've really constructed things. I mean, you're already doing it, but it can it can go anywhere. So in that case, it's perfected. And then there's the other side of things that don't talk. And it's like, well, that, you know, that comes around like when you least expect it. Right. 
It's literally like where you'd like be done. And then now sudden some friends come over or whatever. It just happens to be laying there. It's a certain day. And then, bam, now you find yourself right back in front of it again or, you know, experiencing something like what I like to do now, like I said, is because, is, you know, I, I try to go in or I most of the time I don't try. I really go in when I do have an opportunity. Well, it depends, because if I'm with someone, then I'm always like, you know, I'm holding space. And that's just you don't fly off and hold space. Right. <laughs> Versus, you know, I find I have a completely different experience when I do it by myself. And it's always each every time so synchronistic to what's going on. That's why I end up going in. Other than that, I just never even get an opportunity to actually do it because I'm so engaged into, Okay, I have as a mission right now as a mission I gave myself to see these great beings get involved with something that is going to increase their potential. I want to create I want to get them out of their jobs that are not appreciating their current and have have sold what they have at an inflated price. I want them out of there because the greatest resource ever has always been a human resource as us as beings, these human bodies, opposable thumbs. Like, think about like when you're looking at the law of thermodynamics, what it basically states is, is that the same amount of energy something gives off is the same amount of energy that it has to take in. Humans defy that law. And we're the only ones they study within everything, even the sound coming off of a train. When you hear it screeching against the tracks, which is energetic potential, there is energy in the sound right there. Even that is the how much energy is being wasted. We can and will create systems that harness all the energy that's in the field like we can be perpetual. And this is this is just something that if it. See, for me, I already did it and I land the vehicle for many of us. We've OK. That's the that's what I mean by the T-shirt. There's a fulfillment within that now to make the gesture to do it for others. Because it's not it's not like this is the end. Like some people need to realize that even when I'm talking about these things, which I know are in reach, there is something that is far greater that has nothing even to do with reach, nothing to do with words, nothing to do with. And even that space I'm starting to get a real broad idea of how to enter into that space and how to actually configure the body properly, the consciousness properly, and then also how to develop things that will also assist others in actually doing that and really doing that. Because, look, I, I've been looking at I, I take I can see things. I go inside things, take them completely apart. Now that I understand the electronics and chips and things, I see a lot of pseudoscience in most of these devices. Just stuff you buy a radio shack wired together and there's no even no even main control unit, nothing that even tells it what to do. And these are told these are being sold as things that can heal the body, things that can help the mind. And what I'm saying is, is that that level of mastery, like each of us have this, like if you go into music, like and look at where music is. Oh, obviously, we know where music is, but where could it be? Like when, if someone's put their dedicated time into it, I got a friend, he's doing uh, uh, some videos. His name is Julian uh, Melanson. And this guy's expert post-production guy, worked for Red Bull and then, you know, completely had a change of heart. Well, I will say, let me say it correctly. It's not like Red Bull's on another path, but he was working for Red Bull. He decided he wanted to work more on consciousness. You got to watch what you say these days. There's no opponents. Everyone's working their own space on the ship. Okay. So what I meant to say is this guy, he starts developing some film, some post-production that is amazing. Like this stuff, when it hits the market, it's going to be like, man, people are going to really see how to highlight consciousness. 
but he'll be just one person out of what could be thousands of people in an industry that still is nowhere near its saturation. And what I mean by that is like when you calculate industries, you calculate them by saturation. So let's say go green industry is worth $34 billion and it has a 15 to 18% saturation, meaning only 15 to 18 companies are actually taking advantage of that amount of money in that industry. So to not know these kind of things also makes a person believe, well, well, shoot, if, if, if I can't be like Whole Foods, then how am I ever going to even make money selling my butters and my things that I actually like to do rather than going over here and working for this guy, which I don't like? It's because instilling yourself with realizing that actually what you're looking to do is what everyone is looking for right now. And that's why I said the best thing that I could do is I can just become a springboard for that. So I look for these creative ways to what we're calling it open source wealth. That's why I say, okay, as above, so below. I'll, br- I'll have that one at the tip or at the peak, at the point on focus. Then I'll have this one right here, the shadow. You notice how they got the, the new thing, uh, uh, American Gods. I'm not sure if you check that out. They got the guy running around even looking like me. I have the shadow guy here. The operating in the <laughs> I haven't shadow seen realm. that. I got to check it out. Though. Well, man, it's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, the doppelgangers are running all over Dimension trying to do some things, needing guidance. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally living in something that I'm still trying to wonder like, well, actually, I'm not even wondering anymore. It's bi- it's trinary. This is when you get to that point where you're trying to figure out how two different things, totally opposites, can actually happen at the same time. Literally opening up a paradox inside of your mind dive through it, except it can be anything. This is where the power is that it really can be anything. There's actually no detailed, real finite sequence that something needs to happen for you to become a billionaire. Because if you really look at it, there was no like, okay, and then do you get where I'm coming from? It's like, you don't need to necessarily had gone to this specific school and did all this and did all that. You could just been the butter guy that became a billionaire because you knew you were going to be, not believed you were going to be. And then it is those people that I would need or you would need in those positions to say, yo, we got 20 million right now. Let's try fully sustainable with a cryptocurrency right now. And then and then look, Chris, this is what makes it so illusionary. You got people running around with four or five hundred billion or million, excuse me, still in touch. I'm not talking about, you know, vampires living out in the black forest. I'm talking about still in touch at the club, everything. And it hasn't even crossed their mind that. Why don't we build sustainable community with manufacturing facilities and have a complete rotation in cryptocurrency and training? using the brightest minds that we would have within our group in order to create the best ideas and just the sheer fact that it would be coming from a place that's completely open source. People would want to get involved and actually shop with that person because they would actually know who they were. You see? So this is where I said, you know what? I'll land land the ship. I don't mind. I can talk to you about the highest things, about how the moon is indeed holding all the memories of the people on the planet. And I could talk about all these different things, but what's most important is the person. And so I got to start right with where they at. That, that money thing you're having a problem with, the current, understand the current and currency. I put a lot of courses in on just explaining to a person the energy that's in your body is connected to how much current is actually coming through on all levels. But if you're leaking a lot, notice the thought is like, this is literally like the, 
the skull cap with the wires hanging out of it that leach all the energy from us. Because if you can see how fast the mind it thinks, have you ever come out of it? I'm sure you've come out of show and just been doing a lot of thinking and talking and you're even hungry. So this thing can the brain can work up an appetite. Oh, yeah. A, we typically yeah. go out to eat afterwards. There's a little Mexican restaurant <laughs> mm-hmm. that stays open till 3 a.m. And, and, yeah. and the food is good, too, because yep. it's like and this is because this thing. It, and that's what I'm saying. I'm inviting everyone to an adventure. There's nothing to be scared of because, like I said, there's no such thing as death. But the only way to nullify death is to not believe you've been born. This is not the first time I start. I don't begin. So this is why you this is how you lock up the paradox. See, because where all their stuff is or was, they even starting to believe is that there's nothing can come from nothing. Damn it. We have nothing to write. Think about what's happening, like all the psych- the the, uh, the uh, philosophers and the mathematicians and all that. If nothing comes from nothing, there's nothing to write. <laughs> so this is why the pencil, the tree, wisdom, the serpent, the snake, the tree, all these different things. I said that twice. The paper, all of that, the writing, the language, all that comes from all the same archetype and trait. And I'm not saying that. Hey, that was the bad one. I'm just saying, yo, let's change gears. Isn't there something beyond that? For sure. <laughs> this is like a, a stewardess or a maitre d' showing up out of nowhere. For sure. Like a genie. There's always something greater. It's limitless. You done with that? So then this is what happens. If you say, yes, I'm done. I am done judging. You're in a university. So what must come next? A test. That's all this whole thing is most of the time is that when you say you're done doing whatever, a test then comes. And whether you pass that or fail that test with yourself, that determines what level you go to next. I'm talking about ending that whole process by that final test that connects with Judgment Day. Remember, there's no time. So Judgment Day already happened. And judgment day is when you're locked because you're judged because you shall be judged. You're locked in a position of just judging zero one zero one zero one zero one zero one, and we're getting we're wearing ourselves out with this. Even the body shows you you burn out the complete central part of the the brain, the corpus callosum, completely fried all the neurons from this kind of dualistic thinking. So this consciousness that this main for the CPU or whatever was designed to work trinary and through our dualistic way of living in this society right now it has began to work binary and that's all that's happening so you can heal that area it would be like the cancer in your own brain brain cancer from all that shampoo no but serious <laughs> it, would be, it would be visualizing the re-enlivening of that part that you've seen on the avatar with the avatar movie where he had the arrow right there on the head that area right there, let it light up. Well, our evolutionarily, we're we are we're hardwired to see threats from every turn, every corner. You know, we're we're hardwired that way because um, our ancestors were the only ones that survived because they thought that way and because their brains operated in that manner. And slowly over time, we've we've eliminated most of the threats. But yet our anxiety, depression, all these levels are way, way, way high. Um, do you think it's because we've kind of gone into a um, 
it's it's kind of a mode of thought that saved us at one point, but now it's hurting us. Kind of like well, yeah, an autoimmune kind of response. Yeah, because you're right. It creates an apex. See, in the society of the reptilians, which is basically the primordial realm right a couple levels down, it's all fight or flight. It's, it is really all like a reptile can live in a hole and not be around other reptiles. It doesn't even mind like it doesn't need to get married to another reptile. Like you got that's why when we look at the macrobes and we understand, remember, one strand DNA now and we have two. This seems like a projection all in a game. There goes one. There goes two. So I, I wanted to take it back that far, realizing how long this whole thing has been going on with our whole primordial senses. But see, that's the building blocks. It's just like when you dope a slide with reptilian DNA in order to buffer the growth of a mammalian gene. And this is what they can do in the laboratory. And it doesn't work if you don't do it that way. So it literally says that, hey, you have to layer life in order for it to continuously like, keep growing up. Well, what I'm saying is this ain't the first one. If we were so fascinated all the time by things that actually had no value, <laughs> then we would have begun to realize that actually this one in its metamaterial, actually down in its fabric, has some distortions that created a de- have a decay cycle. I mean, that's why you see trees grow up, flowers grow up, and then die. That's actually the cycle that's in the actual frequency. Now, if that's for us to change or not, hey, I would work on changing yourself first before you start to planets. And then maybe if you could get yourself figured out, you could maybe move on to planets next. But truly what I'm saying is, is that you can, when you see that, when there's knowledge of that, this is not You know how there's a lot of stories that people can't really back up right now. So this would still be like loading a program. I don't care if the story is even true. But if you can go and find out about this yourself, if you could go and get the chemicals yourself, if you can go and look under the microscope yourself, since seeing is believing and you see it right there, then you can confess that it's the truth. Right. Like at least if you trust yourself. So there are things right now, just like if you've been an arc at a certain degree in a room and you make that room like a cathedral in that room, when you talk, it'll sound like the voice is coming from inside of your head. And that has just to do with the bend of the angle on the arc. So how many other kind of secrets are there like that? You see, so there's these other codes that kind of overwrite certain codes. Like for sure, we've been there's been an attempt to breed us into being binary beings so that way we can basically go down one notch and become like computers, you see, or or reptiles or insects. Okay, you know, I I guess I have to drop the bomb today. Fuck it. Excuse my language once again. Okay, so look at the genus. We have insects. We have trees. You've seen insects that look like trees, right? Insects that look like trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like little stems and things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, So you can tell that there's some kind of relation going on there is what I'm saying. Actually, if you look in the genome, it's a lot of relation. But you can see that there's like this sliding scale of life. But the frequencies that actually the the insects are making are actually the same frequencies that the electronics are making. I've heard that. Exactly. So, (laughs) I mean, like I said, in the limitless, is it possible in one of these warp holes... (laughs) that an insectoid species is actually holding up an entire realm underneath us. 
And since we, which is like the ants, you see how the ants, they have built an entire world underneath our feet, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the way I challenge people now to start looking at things if you want to get real answers. Because what it starts opening up is it, it just basically allows you to see everything because you already have so much of the language. You have all the words. You have A to Z already in your mind. You just need them in a certain kind of order. You put the order. That's why I tell people there's microscopes that used to cost, you know, 20, 30,000. They're on Amazon for $400. Get just back into seeing that. that make that a hobby. You know, if you still get high or whatever, do that while you're high. Look, just get, save yourself. <laughs> like, forget all the judgments. Look, take a look. Again, don't imagine. This is what happens. We do a lot of imagining. That's the whole belief. Don't imagine that you know what you're going to see. See, because some people, they're like, this is how I thought at first. Like, okay, well, with pollen, when I look under there, I'm just going to see basically, um, I guess, an orange dot, peak speck of dust. Boom. Under the microscope. Like, I've been playing with one of these since I was a kid. But in this case, I'm now in a whole different state of mind. So I look <laughs> an entire world. You sound you sound like you're back to being a kid, though, like yeah, with but, the yeah, excitement yeah. and wonder. Well, well, it, it, exactly. Because, you know, I put up the PlayStation, you know, I used to maybe do that on the off time. But what I'm saying is, is that this it, it holds all the keys. It holds getting us back together getting us happy again because man like it's just like really a battery even if the body is not restored with electrolytes you just get on this drain the only thing that restores us is sleep but the fluid still the fluids need to be the same kind of consistency of what would basically fuel a battery and that's electrolyte we don't even have good electrolytes we only have gatorade and pedia care well, it's what plants see, crave. Exactly. <laughs> in, 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 in every life form, basically. And it's like it's not something that's so hard to generate. But that, that's what I'm saying. When we get forward into that kind of invention and bringing those things to the world and having the capacity to see it because it's a little bit more tricky. Like what I discovered, I thought if you just had a good idea that – you could find somebody that wanted to, you know, make that idea happen and then maybe you can get funding for that. Oh, my goodness. For a conscious person, and this is the wall we're knocking down, for them to bring out a conscious invention, whether that's a book, whether that's anything. Do you know, like, if everyone has an amazing story, right? And when you hear them say something like, man, you should write a book out of that. I, it turns out everyone I meet right now should just write a book. I got one lady that you can tell her your life story. And she can put it into the book because most most real publishing houses have that. They're not leaning on the uh, the author to keep coming up with more written manuscripts after getting drunk on the boat with Donzies and women. They just have him tell the story and someone goes and scribes it down and puts it into the proper format and brings it out. So, see, because this is why, because some people are good at telling their story, but they don't know how to write it. How many people even on this line right now have said they're going to write a book and they still working on those last few pages just because knowing to have a story versus writing a book is two different things. But when you get those two together, oh, man, you got a Pulitzer. (laughs) You got a story. You got a script for an actual good movie. Then you get somebody like we have somebody like Julian make the movie. So I'm saying I'm leaving it up to myself to make that happen for the reality. And that's what I expect everyone else on the line to do. It's just say, okay, you know what? Forget all of us. We didn't come through. 
Beautifully said. Apparently, we had a ton of questions in the chat room that we didn't get to get oh, there was to. A cha- there was a chat room? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, let's, oh, yeah. Let's, do a, let's do a seven-minute speedway. It's mm. on fire. Um, I, I completely missed the questions. I just saw, hey, Chris, get back to the chat so you can ask, ask some of these questions. Speed um, questions. Hmm. <laughs> let's see if they're going to drop them in here. Um, I don't know. There were, there were a ton. But you know what? Here's what we'll do, though. If we can have you on in about a month, I'll yeah. ask Cherie to send you an invite with a few different dates. Uh, we'll okay. do a Q&A with the listeners. Yep. Let's do it. Let's power up. Excellent. <sighs> it's time to level up. That's what I said in the first hour of the show is that this is the time when we're leveling up and we're making decisions on what are we going to fill our consciousness with and uh, what are we going to focus on in, uh, in in this short amount of time that we have because we have limited energy. We have uh, limited time here as well. I mean, we're infinite, but this experience is only limited. So we have to be yeah, I mean, very careful on what a, we focus a, a on. a very hypo-orgasmic field, then it's always going to feel that way. And not, and that's not just something saying directly that we all have to do that ourselves. We will hope to be able to turn ourselves on. But truthfully, being together and bringing up that energy field and, and conducting that energy field, man, I'm looking to get into something like that. <laughs> I like the way that you framed money as currency because I've always said that money's energy. At first I thought, ah, oh, money is foolish. It's this and that. It's, it's that truth or mentality trap that everybody walks through. I mean, everybody goes through that. And then yeah, we, real- all, we all go through that. I mean, I yeah. think it's also residue from, from, um, from a, a debased consciousness, basically demoralization that you basically need to be a servant. Servants don't have money. And that's basically all the whole thing. Remember, there's a difference between a servant and a sovereign. There's a difference between a servant and an heir. When you approach the throne, you don't come in there, oh, master, I'm bowing down. No, you come in, okay, so where is mine? Because I'm also a member here. Where's my stuff? Right, right. Let me make this point real quick, though. Money is energy, and that's really what it comes down to. I like the way you framed it as currency because it's been right there in our face, just never made that connection before. But if you can channel that currency, if you can get in tune with that currency, then you can draw more energy towards you. And with that energy, you can provoke change. You can um, help people out there, as you said, uh, create different industries and so on and so forth. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with making money because making money is making energy that ultimately you're putting into your projects of raising consciousness. Exactly. And and especially if you have a massive vision and then also abundance is many things. So money is one of those things, but abundance to your children, your ideas. We need to learn how to use our other parts of our abundance to, you know, because it's more potent. And then when it goes through, like, let's say a cog, it comes out as just tons of what they would call money because the energy is more concentrated. But it just just it just demands us to get centered with ourselves. Stop burning energy on judgments. Well said. Give us your websites one more time, please. Check us out at secretenergy.com. Check out the university. Like I said, if you're looking to really get out of that financial situation, holler at us at Spirit Text. You want to program water, fiaqua.com. And, you know, just sending much love as always to True Frequency Radio for hosting that message and always being available for that. I always call the 20 seconds my birthday. My, 20, my birthday's on the 22nd, so I always feel like I'm always getting closer. So this was a super energetic day. I really felt this in my my Dantain chakra before we started. Like, I feel super attracted to the show and, and, and the message today. So I, I trust that the transmission has been able to do what it does. And you know how it is. It was a surprise 
So that's what makes it the best. It was. Thank you for yes. coming on last Thank minute like so this. Much. It's uh, we were going to run a rebroadcast tonight and just go out and enjoy each other. Yeah. But Surprise. we decided at the last minute. Hey, you know what? Let's let's put let's put together the show. And we literally like five minutes before switched it to live. I don't even think just, it was five minutes. Man, it was three just, minutes. Man, yeah, man, and, and it turned rolled, out to be. I rolled in here like Bruce Willis too. Man. Yep. Yeah, yes, you did. The best show that we've done in yeah. weeks. So yeah. thank you Very good eternally. Show. You're more than welcome. I'll see you too soon. Absolutely. Right. Definitely. Uh, drop me your email in Skype so Sharika yeah. can send you a couple dates. So okay. I can make sure cool. it's the right one still. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in this evening. Stay tuned. Brent Thomas is coming up next right here on Truth Frequency Radio, your protection from deception. And remember, kiss the one you love right now. You never know the last time is going to be. And keep your thumb to the sky. Always bring your towel. And we'll see you next weekend. Same truth time. Same truth channel love you guys we will see you next week